The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. As we head into the warmer months, we're reminded of the devastation of the last bushfire season. Combank's Bushfire Recovery Grant Program is just one small way that communities are continuing to receive support. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 3rd of November. In your squeeze today, a Commonwealth Integrity Commission is announced. Johnny Depp loses his defamation case in the UK. Voting begins in the US election. And fashions on the front lawn for Melbourne Cup. This is your squeeze today. Two years after indicating support for it, Attorney General Christian Porter yesterday announced a new anti-corruption commission, a body called the CIC, which stands for the Commonwealth Integrity Commission. Its scope will be to look into claims of serious criminal conduct that represent corruption by federal politicians, their staff, public servants and universities and research bodies that receive Commonwealth funding. He outlined how the proposed CIC would work. Take us through it, Claire. Yeah, there's some draft legislation on the table now and what it would do is give the CIC powers that are greater than a Royal Commission holds. Suspects can face phone taps, they can have property seized, also passports confiscated and if anyone fails to cooperate with the CIC they could face two years in prison. As we mentioned, it's been a while coming and a Commonwealth anti-corruption body is something that both Labor and the minor parties have been pushing for. It's still got some elements to be worked through, though. Yeah, and what Porter says is that it really is a complicated bit of legislation and that's because if you think about all the groups involved including federal police and border force officers, the tax office, uh, all of those government enterprises. There's a whole infrastructure already in place that looks at corruption at those levels. So to pull it all together is something that is a delicate balance, he says. But what Labor and the minor parties have said is that it's taken way too long, that it should have been done much sooner, that it now has this six-month consultation period, which again is too long, uh, and also it needs to have a bit more bite. But Porter says that let's just start here and go from there. While we're talking about bodies that receive government funding, one that's come under scrutiny recently is Australia Post. CEO Christine Holgate was back in the news yesterday. She's announced her resignation, Claire. She has. She came under scrutiny a couple of weeks ago when she told a Senate hearing that four Australia Post staff had received a taxpayer-funded Cardia watch as a reward for their good work on a big project. Holgate, though, yesterday said that she accepts that that didn't pass the pub test. Uh, Her base salary was $1.4 million and her termination payment that she was entitled to was half that, so $700,000. She says She's not going to seek to claim that. Over to the UK now, and actor Johnny Depp has lost his libel case against the Sun newspaper. He sued them for calling him a wife beater in an article in 2018. The judge has ruled that claim to be substantially true. Yeah, there were 16 days of hearings in that case and, of course, lots of allegations going backwards and forwards between Depp uh, and his supporters and his former wife, Amber Heard, who said that she suffered some quite cruel abuse during their marriage. The judge agreed with Heard and said that her claims were, as you say, substantially true. Depp's lawyers say he plans to appeal, so plenty more to come on this one. 
For politics nerds and probably a lot of regular people too, there's no bigger story right now than the US election, which takes place on the first Tuesday in November, which is today. There are a few hours behind us, of course, which means there's a bit of time for some last minute cramming to get across the numbers to watch this election. And we've wrapped all of that up in a special squiz shortcut, Claire. Yeah, it's a roadmap to getting through election day. It has, as you say, the numbers, uh, the demographics to watch out for, a lot being talked about at the moment about whether Donald Trump can hold the support of white women. Uh, We cover that. Uh, Also, those battleground states and the ones to look out for. It really does sound like it's going to be a close one and will be fought on those tight edges. So getting ahead of the game and knowing what those tight edges are, that's something that we've laid out for you. If you're curious about timings, the polls open at 10pm tonight, our time, which means around midday tomorrow, there should be a much clearer picture. Stand by for plenty more to come on that and of course I'll put the link to that Squiz Shortcut episode in your podcast notes. It's about 15 minutes long. It's a really good succinct way to get across things to watch out for. Just quickly, while we're still on politics, Claire, Deb Frecklington has resigned as leader of the LNP, the Liberal National Party in Queensland, after the election loss on the weekend. A bit of a turnaround from her stance on Saturday. Yeah, she's quite adamant on Saturday night that she was going to stay leader of the LNP. She said it wasn't her, it just wasn't the LNP's time given the coronavirus crisis. But She said she then went and spent some time with her family and she realised that that wasn't something that she wanted to do anymore. Uh, She didn't point to any pressure being put on her, but certainly the drums were starting to beat. Uh, And what will happen now is that there will be an LNP meeting probably next week to select a new leader. We've talked a lot about the increasingly rocky relationship between Australia and China, especially when it comes to trade. A few more Australian industries are now having their imports blocked by China, Claire. Yeah, talking about drums beating, it sounds mm-hmm. like there's uh, some new pressure about to mount between our government and China's. What's happened in the last few days is uh, you might have heard about some live lobsters being held up in Shanghai. That's still an issue. But to add to that, there's also been a shipment of timber from Queensland that has been held up because Chinese officials say that they found bark beetle. That means that timber imports from Queensland have been suspended. Another barley exporter has had its import license suspended. And there's reports as well that wine importers in China have been told that there's an imminent ban on Aussie wine. So a lot to be concerned about if you're an exporter to China. A message now from our podcast partner, Combank. As we head into the warmer months, we're reminded of the devastation of the last bushfire season. Combank's bushfire recovery grant program is just one small way that communities are continuing to be supported. One example is the tiny south coast town of Kwama where the public school PNC received a much-needed grant of $12,500. That's gone a long way in helping the school rebuild its grounds and replant its community orchard and vegetable garden. For more information about the grants, head to combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. 
There's a lot going on today, Claire, the start of the US election, the Melbourne Cup, and of course, the Reserve Bank making its latest announcement on interest rates. We'll get to the Melbourne Cup in a moment, but it's expected that interest rates will be lowered today. Oh, look, you're not living if you don't do a regular sweep on the Reserve <laughs> Bank's decision on the first Tuesday of every month. And of you course, can trust us to go there. <laughs> oh, funsters that we are. <laughs> um, and of course, when it gets to November, that decision comes on Melbourne. Cup Day, what it's tipped to do today is to lower interest rates from 0.25 to 0.1%. That means, of course, that it's basically zero. And what the Reserve Mm. Bank is trying to do is to really give businesses and investors confidence to borrow money and to get it into the economy and keep those wheels turning. So we'll know at about 2.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings time today about what that decision is just ahead of a Melbourne Cup at three o'clock. Which last year had 80,000 people at Flemington to watch the iconic race or at least dress up and enjoy a drink or 10. This year, because of COVID, it's going to be looking a little different. Very different. No crowds. The only people there are the ones who are involved uh, with the horses, not even the owners and the connections mm. are allowed to be there. Uh, also, a very different look this year will be fashions on the front lawn. There's a whole infrastructure around that from race officials to get your entry in, whether it's for a hat whether it's for an outfit, but certainly not the big spectacle that it usually is at Flemington. Still, we'll be looking forward to that roundup tomorrow. But fashions on the field aside, there is still a horse race. What are we keeping an eye out for? Yeah, there are horses actually competing for a fairly significant prize. That's right. Look, we've got um, a sweep for you to download if you want in the email today. We've also got a very detailed form guide. The sentimental favourite is a horse called Prince of Iran. It's got the only female jockey. It's coming out of the same gate that Prince of Mm. Penzance and Michelle Payne did uh, those years ago. And it's a one to keep an eye on. But look, who knows? It's the worst race to bet on if that's something that you're inclined to do but look throw a number up in the air and pick one probably (laughs) that's about as much luck as I would have Lots going on today. Claire, what's the song lyric you've got for us? Yeah, lots of options today. I've gone for the title to the Beatles song, which is Tomorrow Never Knows, because (laughs) I think that's pretty appropriate for tomorrow. We just never know. It seems even the experts don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, 2020. What a year and what an election it's shaping up to be over there in the US. Don't forget to find the link to our US election squiz shortcuts episode in your episode notes. Other than that, have a good day. However, you're spending it today, whether it's politics, Melbourne Cup or the RBA interest rates announcement. We'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.